Welcome to Roots 2 Grooves. I'm Jesse Quigley. Sitting across from me is Jay Purcell. The two of us make up Roots 2 Grooves. What's Welcome up, Jay? Welcome back, everybody. Hello. How are you doing, bro? Good. How are you doing? Pumped. I say good. I say I'm bloody freezing, actually. It's a, it got a little cold. <laughs> Still winter here in Seattle. I don't know if our heat's on. The building management seemed to have switched off the boiler in the basement because this is an old building and it's... Uh, my nose is cold. I know, no, mine is like, too. <laughs> we're, we're like sniffling here. We're, we're barely going to get through this episode. Um, you got your coat on. I should have put my coat on. It's, it's not too late. Yeah. We might have to take Con- a pause. Continuity. No. We got to survive. But yeah. we're here to, to heat things up with Mandalina, Magdalena Bay here on Rooster Grooves. We're talking about this, uh, this duo. It's a pop music yeah. outfit. Mm-hmm. A, a boy and a girl. A duo. Uh, yeah, a singer... Uh, I guess, should we say their names? Yeah, let's go for it. I guess we could say their names. Uh, Mika Tenenbaum. She's a singer mm-hmm. and, you know, songwriter, mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. And then Matthew Lewin is a producer, musician, and engineer. Yeah. Um, yeah I think he's featured on some vocals in there, but they yeah. both produce this music. It's synth pop. Mm-hmm. It's like progressive pop or hyper pop, you could say. They described it themselves as future, well... They, she said that they put this in their bios. Future 90s throwback space pop. Yeah, perfect. Or, or retro-inspired pop, yeah. Uh, um, I was going to say on their Spotify, they put um, synth pop straight from the simulation. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, I think these are giving us a good idea, our listeners a good idea of where these guys are coming from i don't think you need to say anything else really when you with those descriptions right yeah there, after you like, heard that first song and that description pretty much describes it that's yeah. what we're talking about so yeah. these guys are um yeah so i just had to bring these up because they got a lot of hype around them like they keep coming up uh i originally mm. heard about them on tiktok okay and kind of their thing is they only have one album out a mm-hmm. bunch of singles mm-hmm. um you know we'll talk about the the history in a second mm. um but they they I mean, what to say? What to say? What do you? Let's start with you, Jay. What do, What do you think about these guys? Because this was my choice for the week. Yeah. What's your first um, impression? So I think the first thing I did is I went onto Spotify, typed in their name, and mm. re, uh, saw that they are kind of new because they don't have much out, and I just went back rewound to like their first thing. So I was listening to I think the mini mixes that they had put out. Um, and liked what I heard. Like, I was sort of like m- not sure what was going on because they're called mini mixes. Um, right. I wasn't sure if it was them or whether it was music they curated or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got the impression it was all them because it's their name on every track and it has a consistent sound across those. Um, and it's yeah. good. It's very sort of clubby dance pop. Mm-hmm. I called it clubby because. To me, it's a little bit more, uh, not so much like uh, pop that you would hear like Britney Spears do. Mm-hmm. It's more like electronic, mm-hmm. uh, clubby dance pop music. Yeah, not cheesy in any way. Not you can tell like whoever's making this music knows what they're doing. It's putting right. some thought into it more than just like, you know, a team of 30 writers that have each written a tiny little bit of a pop song. Or right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, that was the impression I got from Magdalena Bay. Yeah, I wasn't sure um, beyond that. Um, I know like I know you like your bands, your groups like Polish Ambassador and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was sort of like, this is one of Jesse's electronic uh, pop things. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I like. I, Jay good, never likes my pick in a good way. I like Polish Ambassador. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was it. And I never heard of them before. I'd never heard the name yeah. or any of their tracks. I think um, nobody's heard of them before. They're just being known right now, right? Because okay. of us in the zeitgeist. Uh, no, but yeah, I heard about them on TikTok, and so they they're really well known for doing really weird kind of videos. Yeah, yeah, um, and then. I guess we just t- touch on it real quick. Those mini mixes come from the videos. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, before we go any further. Okay. But these guys have done a really good job at in- incorporating their their presence online mm-hmm. with the, their music that they're making and kind of creating a whole vibe. Right. Um, and that's kind of what's propelled them to the, you know, the top of the 
zeitgeist where people are hearing their name and, and seeing them online and everything. So you hadn't heard of <clears throat> some other people talking about how they're on TikTok? You actually discovered them? The yeah, they just came up on like, to you. yeah, just yeah. their weird videos. I was like, yeah. these guys are weird and the okay. music sounds weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm weird, so follow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they hooked me with their, their weirdness. They're just how their videos are very odd and weird, kind of kitschy, kind of like these VHS. I saw a couple. I kind of want to talk about it, but I'll, maybe I'll save it for later. We'll stop. I'll stop too. <laughs> that's basically all there is to say about their history like as far as the general overview general overview they yeah. just got started they're they're exploring pop music they're exploring themselves and and what what that means to them and everything mm -hmm. so they're just kind of coming onto the scene and they're pretty cool and they're pretty hip yeah um track track we got a uh one of their first tracks that they played we'll describe more afterwards but this is the one of the first pop tracks that they came out with and released under magdalena bay Neon by Magdalena Bay. That was their first official release uh, of this music, this pop project that they're calling Magdalena Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nice. pretty cool, pretty vibes, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that kind of gives me um, 80s mm -hmm. pop vibes, but updated. Like, yeah. Without like the, the sort of obviously 80s sounds that you would have heard in that period, drum yeah. sounds and stuff like that. They are totally... <clears throat> you know kind of hijacking that 80s vibe mm. and then including more modern production techniques and songwriting yeah and then you know that's Mag magdalena bay yeah because someone said uh in an interview it's like how do you feel they asked mika how do you feel about basically doing 80s pop music without ever having grown up in that period kind of thing <laughs> called her out yeah well i guess it sounded like a call out question right yeah but, um but she said that uh it's kind of like that's kind of what most artists are doing now or mm -hmm. if you think about it, any artist like all musicians artists are inspired by someone and mm -hmm. you're either in, you're not necessarily inspired by someone that's currently releasing music to make right. music you're usually inspired by people from like 20 years ago or something like that yeah you know, or, you know um she didn't say it in that way but she said it's like you know looking looking into the history but like with a modern take on it through modern a modern lens is basically what she said kind of thing right which makes perfect sense to me and now and then and since she answered that it makes me think that my question was stupid <laughs> <laughs> it it felt just coming from what you said yeah yeah it felt a little passive aggressive it, like it from that interview you know it's one of those journalisty things where they ask like a you know what they think is like a hard question to make yeah. you like royal you a little bit or something right. like that. You know, get a nice juicy answer. Yeah, but and she gave a great answer. So yeah, I wonder yeah. how old that guy was. If he's some forty-year-old journalist, or if he's like, you know, yeah, I don't he know. could be eighteen-year-old kid. Might have been a girl as well. I don't know who yeah. asked that, but um, yeah, I do know uh, Magdalena Bay. There's you no know, the duo Matthew and Mika. I think they're about twenty-five years old. Yeah, they're right. pretty young. Yeah, just for context. They uh they grew up in Miami, so you know yeah take us back to you know Miami in I don't know when early two thousands like we're yeah 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 essentially yeah but I guess they're mid two thousands was they were in their high school then yeah they were yeah. probably born in like nineteen ninety seven or something damn so just, you know I was, I was playing shows in not, not quite then two years after almost ninety nine I was playing shows in they're, underage I mean yeah. they're uh, what do you call them Gen Z. They'd be Gen is, Z, I is guess. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're, they're not millennials. Yeah, I think yeah. the cutoff is somewhere right in there. Right, yeah. Which is cool. Anyway, just describing yeah. for context. Yeah. Um, yeah, So, but they're based out of Los Angeles. Yeah. So they, they live together. They also dated for a while. I think they still date. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I saw they, they broke up at one point. I didn't follow through with my research uh, to see if they got back together. I don't know. Um, they still live together, at least, it seems like. They're so. still a band together. That's yeah. Close <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, like, so they met, uh, I mean, I guess I'm jumping all over the place. Miami high school. Let's go, Miami That's high school. That's where they actually met, I think. Um, yes. 
And I'm not sure. I think maybe maybe they were high school sweethearts. I'm not sure exactly how they met. I think so. I but, think we're talking about high school. Yeah. We're talking about Miami. It was an after school yeah. music program. Yeah. Um, it was called Live Modern School of Music. Uh, so they weren't actually going to the same high school, or were they? They met, um, but they definitely uh, met at this this. Uh, so they, I think, yeah. I I don't know. We're we're just yeah. having this conversation right now, I guess. But uh, <laughs> they got placed in a band together and started covering classic rock songs. Right. Yeah. Is one thing that I saw. Yeah. Um, and Tenenbaum was the the studious one. She went to the University of Pennsylvania, right, and where she studied communications and performed with a all female sketch comedy group, right. Yeah. Or uh, they call them a troupe, I guess. Right. Yeah. A comedy troupe. And then Lewin, Matthew Lewin, attended Northeastern University, I believe it's called. Right. Um, and he pursued a music business. Yeah. Degree. So it's crazy because they started super young because before they yeah, both went to university and that they were still in high school. And mm-hmm. like you said, they met at this after school music program in their hometown. Yeah, um, I'm a little fuzzy on the specifics of that time narrative. But I mean, they definitely, uh, they were doing this before going off to college and university. Yeah. And, um, and, and so this was like, yeah, we don't know the specifics of what, the nature of this after-school music program. All I know is that they said they were placed in a band or mm-hmm. placed with musicians to create a band kind of thing. Right. And so basically, like, Matthew, how do you say his last name? Lewin? Lewin? I think Lewin. Lewin, yeah. Well, I'm going to call him Matt because everyone calls him Matt and everything I've seen. Sounds good to me. Matt. Fair. Um, uh, he is, like, super into prog rock. Um which if people don't know is uh, progressive rock is the way of saying it, prog rock. Um, it came about mid to late 60s. The people say it had its peak in the early 70s, although I know for a fact that it's continued right up to this day, mm-hmm. <laughs> prog rock. Yeah. Back in my day, I've like supported some old prog rock bands. Can't remember their names. All I know is like one of them was, South Park made fun of them. So mm. they were that famous that okay. South Park made fun of them. That's all I knew. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> if you got haters, you're doing something right. Yeah. And I and I guess like prog rock when I was growing up in nineties and that, uh it kinda had not well, at least with me and my teenage friends being in a band, prog rock was kind of like a cheesy thing. Like, you know, it's like wanky music, you know. It, like, yeah, so yeah. there's an era of it being kind of an old school thing. And yeah. like, so one of the bands you've heard of, yes. Yeah. So that's yes. one of, yeah. You, yes. Yes. The band? Yes. 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 Sure. I don't know what Jay's talking about. Sure. You've heard of them as well. Yeah. Sure. That's you've the heard microphone the that prog the Yes. Rock, the prog rock the band, mo- sure. I think that's the microphone that Yes you did, used, maybe. Sure thing. <laughs> that's right. We figured it out. No, it was on, but Matt. Matt. Yes. Matt. 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 Lewin. Is, uh, he was a fan of Yes. Yeah. Um, that was one of his. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're we're trying to hold this together, guys. We're freezing. Of, yeah, but he was also a fan of uh, Pink Floyd. He right. said the Wall was the first album he had ever listened to, beginning to end, mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, and Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. That's what one I, I couldn't think of. I was I. That's how I learned how to play drums. Was playing along to Genesis records. Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins. That's one of the. Uh, um, I think like Matt goes back even further and he's into, I think, uh, Genesis when Peter Gabriel was in the band. So it's like, early quick side now. quest. Are you, are you a Genesis fan for Peter Gabriel era or Phil Collins era? I can't choose between the two. Yeah. All I can say is I grew up drumming and listening to the Phil Collins Genesis. Fair. However, I've seen in subsequent years, Peter Gabriel performing with Genesis, like mm-hmm. old video clips, and it's fucking amazing. It's crazy. I yeah. brought it up because yeah. I saw a video the other day, like not mm-hmm. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just never seen them playing early Genesis stuff with Peter Gabriel, and it was, yeah. they're so young and just doing really great stuff. Yeah. Very cool. There was like one video, and it was just basically trained on uh, Peter Gabriel. He had like long hair, mm-hmm. and it was, I don't know what track it was or how I found it or whatever, but it was just like the track and his performance was just like, crazy it's like not how because i didn't i just know peter gabriel was the older peter gabriel not, yeah not what he did like in the a 70s. kid yeah yeah like literally in his 20s long hair yeah yeah 
yeah. creating some crazy cool music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry for the tangent. Tangent. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he went on to do create real world records, um, uh, which is a record label that like uh, got over a lot of um, world music artists from Africa and all over the world, mm. put them out on a record label. He created a music studio in a tiny village called Box in England. I visited actually, I was able to go to his studio complex there. Oh, very cool. Um, and he was actually, he was there, I never met him, but he was in his studio control room upstairs and he was like working on a track for like the Olympics or something like that. I could hear it blasting out, but I never met him, but he was there working wow. on the track. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, real world records, because uh, I was making some world music and I was trying to get them interested in my world music. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Peter Gabriel is all about that. Like yeah. he, he did the like the Tarzan um, mm -hmm. like theme music and everything, right. the whole soundtrack, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of worldy. Um, but yeah, anyway. But prog rock is what we're talking prog, about. Prog rock, yeah. And um, King Crimson's another group. Yeah, so basically like Matt, like for some reason, <laughs> as, as a kid, not even in the 90s, but in the 2000s, yeah. <laughs> uh, was uh, really interested in the late 60s, 70s prog rock music, really gorging on all these albums. And um, so when it came time for them to put this band together, um in this after school thing he he seemed to have like won the day i don't know who else was in the band but maybe he other people were like oh this music's cool as well um yeah he won over the influence won over the influence and because they formed a, a prog rock band um, called called tabula rusa tabu or tabula rusa tabula rasa Tab sorry Tabu Jeez. Yeah, yeah 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 it's a weird word i don't yeah. know what that means um but like, should we, should we, for a bit of context, spin some King Crimson? Because um, have you heard of King Crimson? I like their music beyond the, just the name, like, or any prog no. rock music? Mm. I mean, some prog rock. I do like some, even some like post-hardcore kind of prog rock. Okay. You know, when I think prog, it's anything that's, you know, features long song lengths. You call no, muse prog rock? maybe no but no. they have some they take some elements yeah um but I, anytime they're experimenting you know long solos or instrumental passages and uh, you know um really dynamic switches in the the song i'm, I'm kind of putting that in prog rock mm -hmm. so it could be it doesn't have to just be these you know genesis from the 70s um there's still a lot of good stuff coming out today yeah um, but okay. it is definitely more underground okay yeah I don't know if that answered your question, or I don't even know what the question was. Well, uh, but we're, oh, we're going to play a, a I'm gonna play King Crimson right a now. A King Crimson thing, because uh, it's one of the bands that Matt is really into, and just want to see where some of his thought process might be coming from or inspiration. We're just going like, to do a, a taster teaser here. Yeah, because it's like a seven-minute-long track. I'll play a few minutes of it, and then we'll like, okay. come back. taster of 21st century schizoid man from I've, king crimson I, I feel like i've heard one of those drum breaks before like as if it'd been sampled somewhere else uh quite possibly but i mean i was getting sort of uh vibes that maybe jack white is like really into king crimson as that, well that like, does sound <laughs> that sounds really good now that you say that sounds like it could be like something he did yeah with raconteurs maybe or something like that so I'm um, hoping this is the right band because I think there was, I saw like two or three Tabula Rasas on Spotify, but I think if this is the right one, 
they did have their album that came out in 16 2016 yeah. called crimson yeah so obviously which is, i'm pretty sure alluding to king crimson yeah which is why out of all of the prob rock music i could have played as a reference i decided mm -hmm. to go with crimson since king crimson since matt and uh, mika's first group tabula rasa came out with an album called crimson he said that they put out two albums so this might have been the second album they put out i couldn't find the first one yeah because you're right i think there's some like eastern I, european group on there called yeah. that as well or something like that yeah um so you know but this is a really great track i want to can we play tabula rasa but before we uh like as some context for sure. where they came from because uh, I was like surprised by this, and and they're both on this track. Yeah, uh, Mika's on vocals. Nice. Um, I'm not sure what Matt is playing, but the rest of the band members are on here as well. It's nice. called Unspun. Here between the oceans of the south, my castles crazy baseline at the end there I, yeah the whole song could have just been that yeah like very me. funky <laughs> oh yeah very cool like almost like a throwaway outro yeah that was insane and these folks were 18 19 years old yeah kids making this music this so, is I an mean, after school band that we just played yeah they just got out of class <laughs> just got out of class made that maybe detention yeah geez. but but very good so um showing off their their skills early on yeah, I mean, super talented. I don't know who else is in the band because um, we only care about Mika and Matt from Magdalena Bay yeah, right Magdalena now. Bay is who we're talking about. Um, yeah, so if you're just catching up with us, Magdalena Bay are uh, Mika and Matt. Uh, they were in a band that they formed after school called Tabula Rasa. Um, and uh, basically, I think they all, you know, graduated high school, right? And the whole band went to separate their separate ways yeah to yeah, yeah colleges and stuff like that yeah matt was the progressive rock kind of enthusiast and yeah. mika was like kind of fiona apple yeah on vocals and stuff yeah influence um and everything was feeling right and then it wasn't and they broke up mm. um yeah but basically they i mean yeah talk to me where are we at they, they broke up but they went separate ways but they stayed i think at this point is so the band broke up and uh right because they all individually as band members went to different um universities right throughout the country and uh you know that for whatever reason you know that well i think because of that they were just like they're young band's not happening anymore we put out two records like we're not yeah, famous it's it probably casual it. yeah <laughs> we're, we're 19 years old yeah and so like mika she went to philadelphia and matt went to boston they're both studying separately, doing different things. Um, and uh, music, I don't know if Matt continues to do music. I'm going to say yes because he's super into it and he must have been monkeying around with something during this time. I don't know for sure. I do know that Mika had stopped kind of writing music during this period. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard people say about Philadelphia um what was it the university of pennsylvania uh right people have described it as kind of like it's like a pre-professional environment it's very like sort of corporate-ish or something mm -hmm. like that like as far as like the universities yeah the schooling and stuff like that um, seems to be very sort of like 
yeah corporate is what someone said and i'm like that sounds strange i've never heard of a university being yeah it doesn't corporate sound before. fun it doesn't sound fun <laughs> unless you're there for business school or something maybe it sounds yeah fun. i and, don't know uh, mika said she liked it because she was like the only songwriter that was like there kind of thing everyone else was doing other things right she was like an art type person and everyone yeah. else was like business type business professional type, whatever yeah. but like you said she did gravitate more towards artistic people and she said a lot of her friends uh, have gone on to have aspirations to be comedy writers and producers. Mm -hmm. And like you said, she, yeah, she was actually in a comedy troupe herself, mm -hmm. which it seems to have come in handy later on, which we'll talk about oh, the TikTok, yeah. in the TikTok age kind of yeah. thing. No, very true. Um, but yeah, that's what she was doing. And she said she actually went to see uh, the documentary about Amy Winehouse called Amy. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it. Nor have I. It's on streaming platforms, documentary about her life and career and death, I think. Um, Mika said she watched that and it, it was like, gave her kind of like a revelation. Like, you know, she said, yes, it was a sad story, but she realized for herself as Mika that she needs to do music. Like right. She needs, she's a songwriter. She needs to be doing this. Like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it was like a wake up call for her. She started like playing around, doing her own demos. She was still in contact with Matt. So I don't know if they actually broke up as a couple. I think they might have stayed together, a long distance relationship, whatever. Right. Um, and uh, started sending him demos. He started getting into it kind of thing. Um, and it is th this is kind of the first genesis of where they started to head in terms of this new project kind of thing. Yeah, and even yeah. at this point, they weren't like super dead serious about like, hey, we're going to do pop music. We're going to make no. a band. Yeah, yeah. It was still just kind of casual like, hey, we're good friends. We used to make music. Here's some ideas. Yeah. Casual. And I think Matt had said that, um, you know, he wanted to continue doing music but can't do the band thing because everyone's separate. So he, he thought that e electronic music was like the way to go because you mm -hmm. can do that long distance sort of thing yeah right um which is interesting to me because i think you could do anything like that now it doesn't have to necessarily sound electronic or well, i could lay down drums you could lay down guitar in a different state maybe something yeah but, but that was the way he felt about it but i mean um, and before they were doing progressive music so i'm just guessing speculating but it'd be more difficult to organize these you know songs with a lot going on for that i guess specifically yeah with their their given skill set at this young age yeah like they probably had a certain way of working of those yeah they, i mean this intricate was songs i guess like that, yeah. right yeah. what we're talking about is them discovering how to do that mm -hmm. and how to do what they know how to do best mm -hmm. and this is kind of what it's all culminating to yeah which is uh magdalena bay yeah and that's kind of the first genesis of it right and then they just kind of fell off from there not fell off but they fell into it and yeah they got more into it they said they sort of decided on pop because I think they'd heard like some Grimes stuff or something like that and a few other artists. Yeah. Do you have the names of the other artists that they were listening to that kind of got them into this? Like, yeah, like Charlie XEX. Okay, haven't really heard who that is. Yeah, I think she's, I think she's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know she's playing in Brooklyn pretty soon. Okay. Get your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Early two thousands pop stars like Gwen Stefani. Okay. You could certainly hear that in the vocals, yeah, yeah. kind of just the attitude style. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears. Right. And then some other bands, um, MGMT. Okay. Definitely with that kind of 80s synth pop yeah. stuff, especially what MGMT is doing lately. Yeah. Um, Grimes, like we said, there's an artist called Poppy. Okay. Artist called M83, you know? Yeah, I know M83, yeah. Purity Ring. Okay. Um, and then just, I don't know if this one was called, um, if there's a band called Vaporwave, but just Vaporwave Aesthetic, yeah, which is that kind of 80s, ret like retro futuristic vibe. I think that's the other part of why they're uh, um, Magdalena Bay are getting kind of not hyped, but popular mm -hmm. uh, right now is because they're sort of ac accidentally hit upon like a really hip genre that's yeah. happening right now. Right. Um, he said he'd never heard of Vaporwave. And he said, like, someone kept telling him that, that track, Neon, that we played earlier, was, like, mm -hmm. totally Vaporwave. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Like, I think he like, later listened to some other Vaporwave-type chats and he was like, oh, okay, I guess it is. Like, I guess that's what we're making. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. So they, it's cool because it's not contriving. They totally hit upon their, that sound that is kind mm -hmm. of similar right now, just accidentally. 
like in a yeah. way. I mean, we didn't play those songs back to back, but imagine that prog rock song that we played. Right. Um, Tabular. Tabula rasa, rasa. However you say it. And then play that neon song. Yeah. And like, wow. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot different. But I do have a track here. If we want to surprise both of us right now, because I don't think neither of us have heard it. It's Magdalena Bay's very first attempt at pop music. And this is this isn't a standard release that you can find online. This is on their SoundCloud. Okay. Five years ago they uploaded this. It's called Voc Pop. Um once they decided to like sort of hit upon like this new pop genre, they started to do this. So let's see what happens. Let's check it out. Those lyrics make me feel <laughs> as I was listening to what you're saying. What was it? Life is buggled down. Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> it just, it just kind of gets a little bit more like sarcastic towards the end. It feels like or something like yeah, like, like kind of self like like they're taking the piss out of the genre, but in mm-hmm. but but also taking it seriously and kind of going a little bit like yeah and crazy it, with it. In like, that way, know, I think they. Yeah they do relate to kind of MGMT who also has this kind of cheeky attitude. Like they're on one hand, they're actively making good music in the genre that they're in, in this, that arena. Um, but they are actually kind of, they're kind of making fun of it at the same time, Mm -hmm. but all it, it all in all, it's good content. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they do have that kind of cheeky tongue in cheek. Like they, they know what they're doing and they're just, they're doing it well. Yeah. I mean, I thought, because I've heard Matt say at some point that just, I think to start with, like, making pop music was, like, half joke, but half a challenge to them mm-hmm. to see if they could do it kind of thing. Right. Um, and having watched a few of, like, their TikTok videos, they do have this kind of um, deadpan kind of, uh, like, it's, like, funny, yeah. but it's, like, it's just kind of sad. But, yeah. But deadpan, black humor, dark humor. Right, right, right. Like that. No, um, 100%, you nailed it. Yeah. I, I saw this. I don't know if you saw this. I'm going to play the audio. You can't see the video right now, but the video will be on the screen. I, this is the first video of theirs I watched on TikTok, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, so. New me. Oh, no, i got to new rewind it. One sec. Here we go. New year. New me. New year, 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 new me. But I didn't ask to be alive. It's like I was not expecting. Yeah, that's. I haven't seen that video. That's great. Yeah, so I think that kind of sums up a little <laughs> bit of uh, their approach to yeah. the humor that they do on TikTok. Like, yeah, and basically they put that same energy in a lot of the music too. Like you pointed yeah. out, some of their lyrics are, yeah, you know, um, you know, double entendres or kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, um, and similar. I'll, I'll bring up MGMT again because they. That's kind of their story. Is like, let, let's let's be a fake band just for fun. Right, okay. but they just continue to make pop music, and they're they're yeah, yeah. they're doing it. So you like you make fun of it all you want, but you're doing it. Yeah, and it's kind of that weird dynamic, you yeah. know, making fun of yourself actually doing the thing you're making fun of. So it's a weird little loop. Yeah, I think um, as far as Magdalena Bay go, though, when as far as I can tell, I think musically they take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, they introduce some kind of poignant sarcastic things self-effacing things but and and they are tackling these big ideas like existentialism yeah by being playful and silly yeah yeah even in their their short little tiktok videos 
yeah. and in the music as well. This is kind of the irony and the funniness of this is because um, I feel like, is it fair to say that TikTok is what has gotten them the most sort of, um, I think TikTok and YouTube has gotten them the most kind of fan I think listenership. So. And I give them. credit to them for coming up with the strategy. Yeah. But I, I think TikTok is, is really propelling their their rise right now and i think obviously they're very super talented at this i know mika they both do all of this content themselves um i don't know how much of it matt does but definitely mika is very into like the video editing and photoshopping and stuff like that they both came up with the strategy and and it's funny you say strategy but it's actually like more of an aesthetic that they that they sort of landed on um mm -hmm. and to sort of touch on it a little sec it's like um, a lot of their TikTok videos have this kind of VHS quality to it. Um, yeah. They use like 90s camcorders to like film a lot of the footage and mm -hmm. then edit it and mess around with it. Um, they go on internet archive a lot uh, to find old free like VHS random footage. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been on archive.org. but I, I, I just went on today because of this research. I was like, what is okay. the internet archive? I it's exactly what it sounds like. I discovered it years and years ago. It's, it's like Craigslist in the way that they have not updated the web design since mm -hmm. they started in like the 90s or something like right. that. Right. Um, but it's really interesting, like like ephemera, digital ephemera, from all over the periods of time, because you can go find stuff in the 50s, old B-movies on the Internet Archive and all that. Right. Um, but they, they used it um, for some inspiration and also kind of like, the other weird inspiration in this is like early websites like GeoCities and like uh, random blogs that people would create about mm -hmm. their goats or something like that. And, right, right, right. And uh, like, and, and they're just pulling this all in as an aesthetic, which is totally unique and crazy, really good. Like, Did you did. did you happen to go on their website? I did. It's, it's, it's funny as hell. It's exactly, yeah. I used to see websites that looked exactly like that in the mm -hmm. 90s when I went to them. Like, um, Yeah, so go check that out. Go find their website. Just seemingly very basic. Like, you know, tune in, go on your phone right now, go on yeah. magdalenabay.com or whatever it is. But there's lots of rabbit holes. There's lots of pages that are just like, just, what, am, what am I reading right now? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think they're kind of, because they've yeah. done that themselves on the internet archive or yeah, on yeah. the internet in general on TikTok and they, they yeah. find themselves in these like, you know, chasing the rabbit down the hole, yeah. like that adage, or like just finding yourself in this, you know, Wikipedia, yeah. you know, hole, like you just like, what do you call it? Like, you know, you just like click on something, then you click on something else and you yeah, yeah. click holes, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're, they're like, oh, well, this is what we do for fun. That's interesting. Let's like kind of recreate that as mm -hmm. part of our content. And so they make videos about this and then their website is kind of based on that. Yeah. But like these kind of Y2K era, you know, very simple, basic websites that, no, very retro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and very old school. And they basically engineered it to be exactly how it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, but so it's, it is fun because it, it feels like a world. And it feels like all of their content is like this kind of world. Yeah. That you can enter mm -hmm. and then get lost in. And this, it, it extends from their video content and their internet presence to their music as well. Yeah. It all feels very immersive. I think it's great also because like, not only yeah like the aesthetic the art that they're creating i would call this art and like yeah it is immersive you can go in to any moment like any tiktok video or whatever and be like okay i gotta see more of this like that yeah. i saw that one that was funny i was like okay i gotta see what else these people are putting out yeah at the very but, least it intrigues you and it's like yeah well what are these people about yeah but i think it's also um because they make has said that they're not like they're internet savvy, but they're not like up to date. Like, so they don't really understand crypto, for example, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not like they're full on with that. Um, Almost like they're purposely living in the past as far as their yeah. internet strategy goes. Yeah, and also like Mika has said stuff about, um, you know, like, you know, kind of it's, social media is not the most healthiest thing. And she didn't say it in that way, but, you know, she the sentiment was that... Um, you know, uh, like people are the product, you know, she said something along the lines of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're very like aware that like what social media is 
and they're just having fun with it and like mm-hmm. laughing at themselves and the culture that surrounds it. Yeah. And I love that. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a very kind of meta. Yeah. Meta, yeah. That's what they call that. That's what the kids yeah. are calling it. Meta, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Not the Facebook company. No. He stole that. Yeah. From things were already meta before meta was meta, I think. Yeah. That's meta. This is too meta. That's, that's meta. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, they're doing a great job. Yeah. Internet strategy, mm-hmm. creating a world mm-hmm. for the consumer and the patrons and the audience to, to dive into. Yeah. And I think they've been doing a really good job. That's how I discovered them. Yeah. Intriguing videos, intriguing presence online. Yeah. Did you see anywhere in the interviews where they were talking about being very online? Yeah, I was going to mention that I've forgotten how to say it, but yeah, like that's the first time I've ever heard anyone say, Me too. Are you online? Yeah. Like, as a saying. Yeah. Like, or very, being very online. Yeah. Right. They said they're, people call them very online, but they said they're not online or something like that. I'm like, whoa, man. I'm, a, I'm old. Am I online? I'm going to get my pipe and my <laughs> slippers and go back in front of my fire yeah. and read my William Shakespeare because I don't know what being Get like. off my lawn, kids. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But um, I think that that wraps up our portion on on their uh, promotion strategy. Yeah. We sort of veered into it because we were talking about... Yeah, what were we talking about? How like... The last thing I remember was prog rock. Yeah. <laughs> and then you zoned out. Yeah, I blacked um, out. How they met how they got into doing this we played their very first uh, Mm -hmm. pop track um i think i sort of veered we veered into it because of the lyrics in that track fuck pop right and then i played that tiktok video and then it was just and then we went into our own click hole yeah on this episode (laughs) of reese degrees (laughs) we're out yeah (laughs) um no yeah so awesome anyway they're continuing to get better at their strategy with their music they come come out with a bunch of singles just in the past, you know, a few years. It's 2022 right now. They started Magdalena Bay in 2016. Yeah. Um, since we're kind of at the beginning of their band, Magdalena Bay, yeah. just going to throw it out there. Where'd they get their band name? Magdalena Bay is a real magnificent bay in Mexico. But that's not where they got the name from. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> I was setting you up. I know. I no. thought you were, is this a <laughs> trick question? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, you're setting me up? No, oh, no, okay. I thought you were setting me up to fail. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to leave you. Uh, no, you okay, know, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it comes from a name of a real person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was working a job, right? And so some admin person was emailing him occasionally, like as part of his job, uh, Maggie Bay. And uh, her real first name was Magdalena. And he, he always thought that that was a great name. And kept it in the back of his head thinking that it'd be like a nice name for something and then um as mika and matt were trying to come up with a name for this project he suggested it and they just both looked at each other and said yes seems right it works yeah Yeah. it is an interesting name magdalena is a cool name yeah and so are we saying it's just a coincidence that there's a real magdalena bay yeah like basically that's what we're saying apparently that's the gist that i got and i yeah yeah I mean, unless they mate invented that story, which is quite possible right. to troll everyone. They would do that. It seems like something they would, might Are do. Are you guys setting us up? Yeah. Yeah. Mag Bay? Mag Bay. Maggie Bay. Maggie Bay. Let's hear from the real Maggie Bay. Email us. At, uh, yeah. <laughs> seems like you're good at email. S-I-G-N-L. So. <laughs> uh, radio.com. Um, yeah, now I think about it. I didn't question this when I was looking at it, but now we're talking about it. I'm like, is this a real story? That's, yeah, right? Seems a bit... It's a little sus now. It's a little sus. We're going to have to revisit this. Yeah. Let us know if you got any uh, information on this. It's an interesting last name for someone, though. Bay. Yeah. Mika yeah, and Matt hit us up. Let us know yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're doing their thing. They're coming out with singles. Mm-hmm. I Basically, what I want to talk about is Mercurial World. I know. We'll get to it. Are we there yet? Uh, do you want to play... Well, I guess we can do it. We can skip over the EP. Or should we play a track? Oh, we'll play a track from EP, yeah? We'll just play a track. We won't talk about it. We'll play a track. We're just going to play a track and then move on. And then we'll move on.
All right. So the the one, what a good chat. Yeah. I'm just saying about that one is that it's just so competent. Yeah, it is. You yeah. know, just it sounds like at this point in their progression, they they they're hitting their mark. You know, like nice, well produced, competent pop music, mm-hmm. and you could just tell like the difference on that track. You could hear how, um, like their production on the vocals, they're they just yeah. seem like they know what they're doing as far as the panning and production of where they want to place things and how they want it to yeah. be organized. Yeah. So great job. And the one other thing is that Kill Shot song was like their single off that EP, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, or that album. Okay. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Um, and that, that did really well. It's a great um, song. But what people were doing online is they found that song and people liked it. Mm. And one of the things people do just in their house is they like slow down a song. Okay. You know, kind of like dubbing. Okay. Like doing a dub version of a album or something like that. Krong bin dubbed. Oh, okay. You know what dub I mean? Version of- Basically, where you just add reverb and slow it down. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, something similar. Yeah. And or, but people did this online and they took this kill shot, and and it was slowed down, and added a bunch of reverb, just basically that. Like making a dub track out of it, like. Not, I don't want to say that because it's yeah. not that same like reggae dub. Yeah, but it is slowing it down, like physically, sl- like slowing the track down, huh. like making it twice as okay. slow or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then adding reverb just for the vibes. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. That sounds like it might be awful. I don't know. It, Did it work? Can you can you play a little bit? It's at the top of their Spotify. It's the most popular one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So who did this though? Um, so well, that let me. I'll explain right before you play it. But basically, the kill shot came out. Okay. Then random people online slowed it down and put reverb on it, and people loved it. So that Magdalena Bay then came out with their own official, okay, track, and I think they produced it themselves. We'll just give a little taster right here, real quick, because it sounds cool. Same song. sure i get why you would do this though i'm obviously too old mm-hmm. or something like that i don't you know just people gonna people <laughs> i mean but i've even seen people doing it with um ah oh, what's that lady's name like miley cyrus's godmother really like um she's like a country singer are they like doing some weird dances to it or something I'm, they I'm switch just, the lights off and i mean i'm strobe lights on or something like that i don't know what they're doing in the, <laughs> behind closed doors jay <laughs> okay but but people do this for the vibes and and honestly it's a way to get like a different idea for like your own song or i've you know i was reading about this and stuff and people would listen to some music and then slow it down and they're like oh this art now if you slow this artist down it sounds like this artist and then Uh, like so you can kind of okay for ideas yeah i don't really know what i'm talking about but i'm just i'm just saying random people do random things and they sample it and change it and manipulate it and then that's yeah. what people did with this song. So just to be clear, to... is it like social media, random people on TikTok doing this, or is it like other music producers doing this? And both. Okay. Just yeah. random people. Okay. We don't know. I still don't understand this concept. It's fine. They just did it for fun. It just flew over my head. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a remix. But It's uh, a remix. Wow, man. I could do that. I could slow down a Michael Jackson track, put reverb on it, and then get sued. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I but ba- but That's I'm just fine. just yeah. like paying homage to them for they yeah. they realize the they, hype like yeah, right, oh these yeah. people like that song that's our song they slowed it down and put reverb on it yeah let's produce it ourselves and release it so we can capitalize on that right is what I'm saying yeah so cool yeah. for I don't know the reason people are doing things Jay don't ask me that yeah I don't know, I mean, that's a whole conversation yeah. like should we not sample any music you know we've talked about this yeah but I like the original of that I guess I just I feel like doesn't improve it to me doing that slowing it down and reverbing it 
To each, yeah. to each their yeah. own. Each their own. We gotta yeah. let bygones be bygones. Yeah. As, if somebody enjoys <laughs> it out there, mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to touch on that because it's kind of a cool little tidbit. Yeah. Um, and that precedes. I have a little, a little tidbit because I just, <laughs> I, for fun, I want to delay you getting to the Mercurial World <laughs> album now. Whatever you're gonna you get. <laughs> Uh, no, just to say, because, um, you know, they got a record deal, right? Um, yeah. And uh, they are signed to Luminel Recordings, um, which is owned and run by Gorilla vs. Bear. I've heard his name. Not sure if I've really heard his music, but I know it's a popular person, right? Gorilla vs. Bear. Yeah. Um, the way that came about is because um, Magdalena Bay on YouTube were doing cover songs, like short cover songs, I think. Um, and one of them they did was Redbone, um, mm. which is the Childish Gambino track. Um, I think he must have, because he released it twice. He did it, released it once. It didn't do very well. Got to like number 75 on the Billboard charts. They did their version. He released his version. It went to number 12 on the charts. Mm. And then all of a sudden it kind of blew up them because people were finding that cover as well and uh gorilla versus bear stumbled upon them found like some of their other song i think um they yeah uh, and he uh, something happened where they made contact and magdalena bay were putting out a new original track and they asked gorilla versus bear if he would cover it mm. i think is how that went anyway Cross-pollination. Long, long story short, then they ended up getting signed to Luminel Recordings, which is his record label. Nice. Um, and that's where what they've been putting out all their material on since Minimix. So another testament, these guys are just really good at creating and then capitalizing on hype. Yeah. And vibe. Yeah. Even, you know, taking the 80 vibe, 80s vibes and yeah. modernizing it. They're just the right place at the right time. Yeah. With their genre pick as well yeah it seems <laughs> so i like how they i like how they choose something intentionally to go towards consciously mm. but then they're also like um respecting the random things that you can't see before you make moves right things come out of nowhere opportunities ideas yeah and they're like they're branching out like okay we're gonna try to do this but let's not afraid to try this and this on our way right so just cool stuff yeah are we at mercurial bay yet or mercurial world <laughs> i don't even care anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're at uh, mercurial bay which is a bar inside mercurial world we should we're go i need a drink now we're having a mai tai uh go okay anyway i don't yeah. even have that much to say but it's just a top-notch <laughs> performance the production's on point yeah. it's the culmination of this whole story that we've been telling on rooster groups yeah i mean this is their first bot album their first body of work mm -hmm. they again it's crazy to me that but maybe not so crazy when we talk about artists and albums, they consciously sat down and they were like, we're going to make an album now. Right. And um, and that's what they did. And they called it Mercurial World. 14 songs came out in 2021, fresh off the press. Hmm. Um, or let me go back to my notes. Yeah, but the songwriting's good. The flow, the sequencing is good. Um, creative placement of the end song at the beginning. So kind of how, uh, and this kind of... It's like a foreshadowing thing. That, that's kind of the, the main thing I wanted to touch on is just their general idea of having a full picture yeah. and being able to see the big picture from the outside and like, how should we organize this? Right. So same thing, just coming from their videos and stuff and how they're utilizing this technology for promotion and strategy yeah. um, to how they're organizing the sequence of their album, mm. kind of going in this loop idea. Um, the other artists have done as well. Mac Miller did that and mm. uh, you know other bands with... Um, what do you call those albums that are like concept, concept albums? albums yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the the song at the end. I think that's uh, what yeah Matt said as well because the pro, like the concept album was really heavy and pro rock. Yeah, that and that's era, must be where they got so. the idea. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, good so, observation. So he always wanted to do that, and um, a few things they've said about this. They said it has a lot of outsized themes on it, like destiny, death, and doing the impossible. Um, yeah, yeah, big yeah. themes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like how these guys dive in. Like, if we're going to make pop music, we're going to make weird pop music. Anxiety and paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. 
that comes into the weird pop music part of it. Yeah, just <laughs> general existentialism and questioning. Existentialism, yeah. Yeah, because what is it that she starts out saying? Can we, should we just like play the very beginning moments of this album? Because it's kind it's, of funny, like, and it's called The End, this track. First track, yeah. The comfort inside of a lie. <laughs> I'm just like it. Just sets it up. It's like a. It's like okay. I'm I mean, in. I'm in for something now. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's borderline comedy. It is, and it and, it, and it's also. Um, I think why I mean, I like, I'm in commentary. You know, I think we've talked about this before. Maybe we've talked about well, food and music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we might have touched on comedy and music a little bit on one episode. Um, but this, uh, this is definitely funny and comical, but it's also for me seems a bit topical. It's like, there's a lot of stupid shit going on right now in society and internet culture and all these big tech companies and social media and all that, and mm-hmm. the behavior of people on them, Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Right. I, I'm, I, I like Magdalena Bay and then I think this sort of like they're playing like the social media influencer role mm-hmm. but then like talking about existential things which is something that people on social media don't really talk about right but, uh, but kind of being in a sarcastic it's like you know i can be the, like this pop star whatever you want me to be but i'm also gonna have like this this Just... fucking crazy thought about like <laughs> <laughs> life <I guess laughs> yeah everything the comfort inside of a lie yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's gold. Yeah, but yeah, they they rap a little like something dark. Yeah, in just pop music, you know, like questions, like existentialism. It's not the yeah. nucleus, but like they wrap it up in a big, beautiful pop song that's well, like easy to digest and listen to. I think didn't Mika say at some point um, that they think that modern day pop music is dark itself, and that and it hasn't really realized it yet. Like it. Hmm. It's gone from like it used to be like fun bubblegum pop music to like now some pretty like dark like lyrics and things are being explored in pop music. Yeah, um, yeah. And, they, heard... and I think they wanted to bring some levity towards that. I think. Um, and even but, yeah. if it's still dark, they're still bringing a kind of a lightheartedness to it. Because I have yeah. heard some some songs on big radio stations, just whatever. Yeah. I don't even know the artist, but like downright depressing. Yeah, like not even like, not not hopeful, depressing. Just like, I don't want to listen to this. Isn't there like some Katy Perry songs that are like kind of a bit depressing or something like lyrically? Like I think I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think Yo. I've heard of one, not Raw or whatever, but there's like another one that's like she she does, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another artist I can't think of the name off my head. They play it on 107.7, <laughs> Seattle radio station, alternative station. I think I heard it at least a couple of years ago. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'll shut up now. Uh, but I see your point. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's all I had on Mercurial World 2021. It's 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 says is it's their masterpiece up until now. Yeah. I mean, it's really really well put together. Right. Um and the the concept is not heavy-handed. I I don't feel like um you know, because prod rock might be in the heart of Matt truly as a musician but it's not something he's like forcing on magdalena bay or this album Mm -hmm. even though you know this this basically themes they're exploring themes throughout this i think um yeah but the music like is solid the production's solid um i've heard matt say as well i'm pretty sure i think he mixes and masters everything as well i believe you're right like i think he wanted to outsource it but he couldn't he just like it's kind of like his baby you needed to fair take care of it and he, i mean it seems to do a great job i mean he does yes yeah, i mean flawless sounding to me um uh there was like some interesting things uh on a track called um follow the leader um i was like i was listening to that track like towards the end of the album 
as I was reading, and then like the track passed away, a couple more tracks played, and then I was like, I read about this, I was like, oh, okay, Vocaloid um, effect. Do you know what Vocaloid no, I think is. I remember them. I touched on this or I came across this at some point, but I can't remember what it is. Is it is it like a vocoder type? Uh, singing voice synthesizer software product. Um, I'm pretty sure it might sound like Steve Hawkins or, uh, you know, on Radiohead, uh, OK Computer album. There's that, that sort of digital voice. Oh, yeah. In there like that, guy? Like that. A generic computer S- voice. Yeah, similar to that. Um, they wanted to, like, create this effect, but... Uh, the thing they were looking at was too expensive for them. So Mika imitated Vocaloid, like, way of speaking with her mouth. Mm. And then they put, like, some, Matt put some plugins on top of it. Okay, to, and, to recreate that idea. Yeah, and it worked. Because when I heard the track, just without paying attention to it, like, had totally had that effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, very cool. Yeah. Another thing they do. Yeah. To, you know, work around and get to their end goal yeah. by, by way of, you know unplanned yeah unplanned events happening um they do also say words are the last thing they do um uh they start out with just the music um yeah and then sort of try and tie a theme and like the lyrics to it at the end Mm, yeah so they don't come at it from a singing songwriter lyrical melody point of view they do Mm -hmm. the music first and then Kind of compartmentalize those yeah. two aspects of the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. That was interesting. So, well, they're doing something right, and I think it's working. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Check out the track Sherry. That's the one we opened up with. Good track. Mm-hmm. You lose. I think was another single, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but the whole thing's really good. Yeah. Start anywhere. The other thing I was gonna say is that they have a bunch of singles. Mm-hmm. Um. And like we touched on the mix. What the mini mixes and stuff? Mini mixes are good, yeah. Yeah, that's where I started listening to them. And those uh, those are essentially most of those are like one to two minute songs. Yeah, and I don't know if we touched on that before, but a lot of those went directly. They were created directly for like TikTok videos to co and to, uh, yeah. to work together. And I think they made a lot of those songs specifically for the videos. Right. So there's a lot of videos out there to those tracks. Yeah, got to check those out. Yeah, you got. Maybe if you're going to start anywhere, start on the TikTok. <laughs> Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go to TikTok. Dive dive in. Or they have a YouTube as well, I think, um, with a lot of stuff on that. I haven't mm-hmm. checked that out yet. But, but the, the point being, anywhere you go, yeah. you're, you're going to you find yourself in, like, in their world. Yeah, and I, I feel like maybe starting on TikTok or YouTube is a good thing with them because they do put just as much effort into the visuals as they do the music right it is an important aspect to their yeah their whole yeah presence so i feel like yeah consuming what they're creating visually is like a really good thing to do like although i didn't i started just listening to the music and i had one idea about it Mm -hmm. didn't didn't even think about the aesthetics of it and then i explored what they're doing aesthetically and so it's kind of strange to me it's like i didn't Right. You went the, the backwards way compared to me. Yeah. I, I saw him on TikTok. Right. Then listened to the music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, for me, it's kind of funny, like, you know, I, I'm all about just the music, like how things sound. Um, like the rest, like the rest of it is usually marketing, like, unless the people are doing something interesting visually. Like there are some really great music videos that I love throughout time history of music but like a lot of like <laughs> recent day things people aren't doing anything too creative visually they're just like marketing or just going doing a photo shoot and, right you know it's not really that interesting it's not really adding to their aesthetic yeah. or vibe yeah so i'm like i don't really care it's like you know i'll go let me go check out what you're doing i'll look at your instagram uh just like i don't not really that interested i'm not a social media person like that yeah if you're like magdalena bay though and you're like putting together these music videos and crazy visuals and funny things i appreciate that way more because there's like a ton of like effort and work that's been put into that and it's interesting in its own right i think mm -hmm. like yeah yeah 100 percent. it's just high quality content yeah to consume and like they they put these little existential questions or whatever wrapped in a joke wrapped in their their music so i mean yeah just generally high quality yeah so all the way around their music is good their attitude is good their content is good check them out that's all i got on magdalena bay 
Should we play out? Yeah. Which track would you like to play out with? Uh, which one do we have loaded up off the last album? We got a few. We uh, put a bunch. Dream Catching, You Lose. I felt like yeah. I picked one out maybe from that album. Um, Secrets. Did we, we didn't play that one yet, but yeah, I don't know. Anyone, anyone. Dream, dream catcher. I'm saying. Dream catcher. The penultimate track on their last this this album. Yeah, well, or their two. last album. Hopefully, um, not uh, their <laughs> last. <laughs> they're their, done. The last album. Album. <laughs> the last album. Sorry, guys. We hope you make a lot of good albums. Yeah. We hope you're listening. Um, but Magdalena Bay, hit us up if you have any uh, corrections, tidbits of information. Um, if you're worried about us, let us know. But um, do hit us up at the email, Jay. Yes. Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com. Bye. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.